Indeed. Welcoming back to our morning show program. She's been on suspension. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> Superintendent Christine Chuchi Osorio from School District 622. Our chat with Christine. Welcome back, Superintendent. We've missed you. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Chantel. It's so great to be back. Yes, I've been on suspension. And I got to tell you, that jingle, every time I'm on your show, it is in my head all day long. My husband sings it around the house, too. It's very catchy. I understand it. Right. Yeah, it's so, very, very you know, catchy. I, you, know, you know it's a good jingle when it sticks in your head. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I mm-hmm. have it as my ringtone, too, so it never goes away for me. Well, I love it. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, I know you've been doing a lot of work, as many districts have. I just uh, was reading this morning about Steelwater and what they're doing. What has uh, District 622, what does this plan look like for coming back to school this fall? Well, i got to tell you, we have been so busy this summer because, you know, the, at first the state gave us three scenarios. Well, guess what they are? All, uh, uh, everybody uh, back in person. Scenario two, half and half, part-time back in person. And the third scenario is everybody stays home distance learning. Well, that's pretty much the whole gamut, right? So you can't really, like, it, it wasn't easy to plan for that because it's pretty much wide open for that. So mm-hmm. we were waiting anxiously to get the announcement from the governor. And, and as you've heard, the governor made his announcement last week on Thursday on July 30th. And, and a big part of their guidance is that every county needs to look at their own data to see how COVID rates are uh, trending in their own in their own counties to decide whether or not, and they have this sort of matrix. So, if you have this many numbers in your in your county and this many numbers, then you should have kids stay home or you should have kids come back in person. And um, the governor's guidance or the state guidance for our district, of course, it comes from the Department of Health as well, was basically that um, that uh, students in elementary school should come back to school, but that middle and high school should be half and half. But of course, they said that's one data point. You got to look at other things as well. One of the things we've been looking at, and of course, our district is in two counties, Ramsey County and Washington County. So mm. we're looking at both. So we've had to kind of take a peek at all of that and then also look at our own many different factors inside of our own school district. We wanted to see if the numbers were going up or were going down. Unfortunately, they are still trending up. Um, do we have all the PPE, that personal protective equipment? Isn't it funny how certain words we never even spoke about before? No one ever knew what PPE was nope. about six months ago. Now we talk about it all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, the masks, the gloves, um, trying to figure out uh, how do our parents feel about sending their kids back? How do our staff feel about coming back in person? And we've been doing so many surveys, it's crazy. But, you know, making sure that we've got... Um, Busing figured out because if you, you know, whatever version we create is going to have to base around busing and food distribution and food service. So, so many different uh, layers that we've been figuring out to to kind of plan. Lots of lots of data points we have to look at. So there are lots, a lot of different factors for consideration, including, of course, transportation, food service, even input from stakeholders. That's the first time I've seen that. Yes. Absolutely. We've had to involve a lot of people in our decision making. Um, we, you know, I feel like this is such a community and, and school district decision. We have to think about, you know, we, we can take the guidance, but then if all of our staff don't feel like they're safe, you know, that's a really key data point. If our families say, that's fine, you're going to open in person, but I'm not sending my child. One of the, one of the nice things about the governor's plan, I mean, nice for families, and this is true for the whole state of Minnesota, 
regardless of what a district plan is, if a family decides they want their child to stay home, they can still participate through distance learning and the districts will still provide education that way. So we have to find out from our families how many of you are ready to send your children back. Um, how many of you want to keep your child home? Because that number really matters in our decision making as well. We have a, um, we have a group that we put together. You know, a school district, we work with a lot of different uh, unions, right? Bargaining groups. So we have different union uh, representation for our teachers union, our principals union, but also our clerical, you know, our clerical receptionist, secretary group, um, custodians, bus drivers, our food service workers, you know, they and our school nurses. And so we put together a team of our employees. We put together a team that has at least two members from every one of those union bargaining groups so that we could, and we've been, we were meeting weekly all summer, but now we're meeting twice a week just to kind of keep processing every layer of the ideas that we're putting out together. So, and we had a big discussion on at a school board meeting and we broadcast it live so people can watch it and the YouTube video is still up there. So just to kind of say, here's all the things we're considering. Um, but yeah, lots of people have been involved in these decisions and we even surveyed our students to see what they thought about how distance learning went last spring and taking the lessons learned from them as well. People are probably tired of surveys by now, but we keep sending them because we need more input. So. Well, a lot of different uh, facets of this. I know it involved uh, literally hundreds of people to come to these decisions, which seems to be ever-evolving. So uh, do you have that flexibility to change on a dime in case you need to, in case uh, COVID goes away or it, it starts to be more infectious as we go along? Absolutely. And in fact, we've been talking a lot with our, our teams in district and our families to let people know that, you know, even our county data, if our county data goes up and really high, I mean, if the whole county goes up, we're going to obviously have to switch back to distance learning. And, and to be clear, we're leaning towards a hybrid model where we bring in students part-time in smaller groups so that the whole class isn't there. And that way there's more room for social distancing, keeping kids apart, um, sanitizing between groups. And everyone's going to have to wear masks, even the students. So that'll be interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, we... We've said that we'll we'll change the plan on a dime if we have to, and that that may mean the whole district changes. It might mean there's a, a uptick in a case or two or more in a school or or just one classroom. We may we may take a third grade a third grade at an elementary school and say you guys are going to distance learning because you know we had a student that um, has a positive test case in your class. And um, but if we've been able to keep that third grade class separate from everybody else, then we wouldn't have to shut down the whole school. We could just shut down that grade level or, or that team. So paying attention to who has contact with whom. So in case somebody has a positive test case, we know who we have to uh, put back to distance learning. So it's really complicated. I keep saying it's, it's like a puzzle, but a three-dimensional puzzle that goes in all directions. Interesting. It's not easy. So mm -hmm. are you using community partners like recreation centers and so forth for instructions and feeding the students during the school year? Well, no, the feeding will happen through us. Um, we have, you know, we've got federal funding for food service. Um, and we've been lucky enough over the summer and spring to feed everybody a free meal, uh, 18 and under. We're waiting to find out if the federal government, the guidelines are going to continue to include all students or only just students who qualify for free and reduced lunch. But no, we'll be, when students are in person, we'll be feeding them in person. And then the days they don't come to school, we'll be having food delivery services or drop-off services for grab-and-go meals so that people still get fed. But, um, but we do partner with food shelves because obviously our service only provides food for school-aged children. And we know that there's many people who are unemployed and families that have more people in their household than just school-aged children. So we do, we share with every food distribution, we share all the other food shelf uh, resources in the area so people can stay connected to that as well. We also have to provide childcare 
or essential mm. workers. So in addition to figuring out how we map out our school, we have maps of every school building and every classroom and the square footage of each one so we can figure out how to socially distance six feet apart every child. Um, I mean, it's amazing how much has gone into this, but then we have to figure out, okay, which room are we going to use for childcare of essential workers because we've got all these other kids spread out so much. Mm-hmm. So putting all that together, too, is pretty interesting. Last question this morning. Uh, what about the parents? Is there a flexibility for the parents who say, I, I don't care what the state says or the district says, I need to have my child educated from our home? Absolutely. Every parent has the right to keep their child at home. And in our district, like most, um, we provide a laptop or for our youngest kids in, uh, in the, the pre-K, uh, first grade range, we provide a tablet. Um, it's kind of like an iPad, but a little different brand, but we have, uh, laptop Chromebooks for everybody in grades two and up. So even if you decide to keep your child at home, we'll have a teacher assigned to your child. They'll be distance learning and we'll have a device for them. Well, final thoughts this morning, Superintendent Osorio? You know, I will tell you this year, 2020 has been crazier than we ever (laughs) thought, but you know, um, it's just, I keep, I just am so grateful to everybody for patience, flexibility, um, grace, because this is a time of year where there's, nothing's going to be perfect. Um, we have to just learn to be flexible and and always assume the positive intentions. Everybody's trying to do what's right. And, you know, we're going to continue to use all of our data points and, and get people's feedback. But let's let's just try to keep our chin up and get through this. I think we can. Can you share the website, family and friends, to uh, access if they have questions about the details that you've shared with us this morning? Absolutely. ISD622.org. That's oh. our school website. All right. Chatting with Christine this morning, Chantel. Yes, yes. Thanks. Thanks so much. for. Uh, you're the first person I ever heard uh, someone say it got suspended, and you were laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew all, if I had kept coming back, you know, I normally come every Friday morning. But mm. if I kept coming back every Friday morning, we'd say, we're still waiting for the state's announcement. We're right, still waiting right. for the state's announcement. So <laughs> I figured we'd take a few weeks off until we actually had something to talk about and could right. tell you what we're, what we're working on. At so. least we didn't require you to stand in a corner. No, you did not. Um, I, I uh, self-quarantined myself into a corner anyway, so we're, you know how this summer goes. But I, I'm looking forward to being back regularly on Friday mornings again. All, All right. right, and your leg is on the mend. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. Great. <laughs> this is a full checkup. I mean, got full check-in. I love it. Yeah, I right, feel like exactly. I'm doing a, a, full, a full checkup here, yeah. So if I can get my doctor's note to go back to work, that'd be just great for you guys. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> So Great good to have you. Back. Thank you. Good to have you back. Thank you.